episode number seven of Vomiting Rainbows. And on this episode, we've got Flag as our guest host. Woo-hoo! I'm forever puking rainbows. <laughs> and myself and Mike. And uh, please listen, enjoy, follow us on vomitingrainbows.com. And uh, on any social media outlet, we are We Vomit Rainbows. Yeah, we cover some heavy-duty topics uh, in this episode. Uh, police shootings, a couple of those. Yeah. And racial then, issues. Uh, racial issues. We get into race. We get into We're America. against them. What else do we get? We get, we get into- <laughs> some Jim and Drew Carey. That's right. We got a, a, a bunch of uh, celebrity sightings in this one. You know what I mean? The Kardashians are in here. Everything. So listen and enjoy. We have a special guest. Special, and a good-looking dude. What do you mean he's special? What are we trying to? Why are you insulting our guests <laughs> like that, man? He it, means retarded. Yeah. I mean talented. You mean Very legend? Talented. Legend, dude. Legend. Wait for it, Derry. <laughs> I am legend in this game. That's right. My name is Blag the Ripper. That's San right. San Francisco rock legend. The, if you're doing a little podcast, I think you need me in the place to be. Though. We do, and so in that we this is episode number. Seven, which is a, we're coming up on that milestone for episode ten. That's right. When we hit ten, we're going to get like shirts made, full merchandising, keychains, maybe some tattoos, <laughs> maybe some tattoos, yeah, some forehead or, tattoos or temporary tattoos. Whatever. It's good. It, temps. T- the temps are, are cooler. Yeah. Right. You know. What I mean, I can switch them up. You know, yeah. I get different ones. I go out with big anchor if it's a girl that likes navy kind of stuff. Exactly. Not, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing that we do on this podcast for everyone who is listening um, is we tell, I tell a bunch of stories to the two hosts that are here today, and I get their reactions. That's right. We and, don't we don't know what Doug's gonna say, but he's just gonna lay it out, and we're gonna react, and that that's kind of the fun of it. Usually, wow. it's a lot of uh, grotesque news stories, which which is kind of uh, shocking, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Not even necessarily grotesque, just things that aren't usually in the mainstream media. That's right. Um, I want to be in the mainstream media. I'm <laughs> no. always on things that aren't in the mainstream <laughs> media, but I'm like this time I'm going to the mainstream media, Doug. Black's I'm like, going you, all yeah. the way. Black's it's like, me just, and Mancini's. Yeah, Black's like you just described my entire career. That's like, right. Not in the mainstream. What's That's up with right. that? I don't want to be with those guys anymore. <laughs> you're, you're ready. Those for guys this. don't get paid. <laughs> You're waiting for something a little bit more mainstream. That's right, man. I want okay. to be more mainstream. I want to bust through, you know, and just be like, I want, you know, middle-aged housewives dropping their kids off at soccer to be like, oh, Blag's on. It's funny. Like, I you, like him. You know that Doors song, like, break on through the other side or whatever? Right. It's like when you're young, you're like, yeah, I'm going to break on through the other side. And then you get older, you're like, I want to just break on through and get a paycheck. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I want to break on through to that side, side. the tedious <laughs> side. I want to break on through to the couch. Yeah. And chill. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, so for you and this episode, we're actually going to do something mainstream. All right. Excellent. So, um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Terrence Crutcher. Mm. Terrence Crutcher. Mm. So Ter- Terrence Crutcher was a man whose car broke down um, in Oklahoma mm. uh, near Tulsa. Um, he's about 40 years old. And he... Um, in the tabloids, was he T-Crutch? No. Is that... What kind of car was he driving? Yeah. It, it looked like an SUV of some sort. Mm. But right. uh, um, 
I watched the helicopter footage of this. Uh, oh, man. When there's helicopter footage, you know something went haywire. Because I thought this was going to be like a sign of the time story. Like, you know, 40-year-olds nowadays, they don't have to fix anything. Your car breaks down, you call 911. Right, you call sure. AAA. You know, like, cry like, a little. Yeah, cry, cry some about the emotional right. impact yeah. of what's happened with your car. Yeah. So he, um, he broke down in the middle of the road. A uh, police officer saw him, and in their duty to protect and serve, they went to go check out what was going on and why his car was stopped. He said broken down in the middle of the road. Yeah. Um, they got out of their car. He's African-American. Yeah. Um, and he was unarmed. Uh, and Oh, he, this just happened. I know this story. Yeah. Wait, I, this, I, I didn't know the today? guy's name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. I, it happened... It happened well, a couple of days ago. Let's watch it. Let's look at it. That's yeah. the whole thing. I didn't have to see it. You, you don't How get can to I know? see it. You just get my <laughs> your visual. It, okay. What's your what, What's your take on what went down? I didn't so, know this guy's name, but but keep keep going with this. Yeah. Story. So because um, you thought it was T Crutch, you've been you keep listening to, over to KML. That's right. Yo. Yeah. So there were three officers who uh, approached him. The first officer was uh, Betty Shelby. Uh, Betty Shelby. Um, tried to get him to uh, respond to her commands to stop moving, to not go towards the vehicle, and to pull his hands out of his pockets. Mm. Um, He did. He put them over his head. But then he turned back towards the vehicle. And this Mm. happened. I I watched it. It happened very quickly. He turns back to the vehicle, and then when he puts his hand kind of near the vehicle, he then immediately falls down, and she shot him. There was only one shot, but... Cops give too many damn instructions. Right. They don't understand. It's like you're confused, they're screaming, it's loud, and they'll and they'll tell you three different things, you know? Yeah. Put your hands up, walk, walk away, yeah. stand on one Let me foot. see your ID, yeah. you know? And it's like, well, how can I put my... How can I take my hands out of my pockets if I have to show you my ID? I don't know what to do, you know what I mean? They're always... They're always, they're always telling you too damn much. Right. Anytime I've had to uh, interact with the police in a, in a in a whatever manner where I'm ending up in jail, I, I just I basically just stand still and just put my hands up. Yeah. And, then, and then what happens, they come to you and they basically throw you on the ground and then handcuff you. And then it's like, I know I'm not going to get shot, but I just, I just stop there. Right. I just go, right. I'm just here. And I let right. them slowly walk to me. I just yeah. freeze like, like I'm made of stone. And then they, you know, and then they, then they kick your ass, and then you're arrested, and then it's like, okay, but at least you didn't get shot, right? Yeah. Like but- my whole thing is like, the, like if a cop comes out at you with a drunk, like- both spoken like a white guy, yeah. for sure. Okay, and, I'm, no and I'm with you. That's yeah. why I think when this conversation happens, it's really hard for people to relate to the other story because the way I look at it is like, yeah, man, at that point you better give up. And the times when I haven't, when it's been like, hey, wait, no, officer, let me explain. And you kind of put your hand on theirs or you try any shit like that. Immediately I got thrown down to my knees and my, my hands chicken wing behind my back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you if you do anything other than just giving up at that point, it does get, get fucked up. But then other, you know, people are looking at that as, uh, you know, giving up their manhood, giving up their masculinity. They can't be induced to do that. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, telling, like I'm not even talking just about cops. Anyone pulls a gun on me, I'm going, dude, whatever. Like, yeah, right, right. don't, like, right. Does, absolutely. You know, right. It's like, whatever you're going to do to me, just make right. it fast. But that's right. not what Tupac did, Mike. <laughs> and that's the point. It's like, the conversation is very different because there's the shit that people actually, you know, it's when you're really trying to salvage your man pride, you know, or when you're thinking more like, shit, I got a couple kids. I better not die right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's really well, different, it, different people are relating to these 
this situation differently. And, 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 that's, and that's true. I mean, I haven't grown up harassed by every cop, and, and I don't have cousins that are getting thrown in prison for things. And, I, you know, I'm, like like you're saying, that like every different type of uh, kind of subgroup of society probably has a different opinion on, on a lot of things. Right. right. My experience with cops is when they pull out their guns, I just do what they say, man. Like, I mean, like, right. I, you know, right. it, it, is, it, is, it is a totally wimpy, non-masculine compliance. Well, so what happened in this case? Did the guy, did he, the guy did what the cops said? He, and they shot he him did, anyway? but then he started walking away from them. And that's, that's when... See, so but I, and that's when he got shot. Right. And see, I'm kind of with Black, too. I mean, it's such a stressful they situation. Too much shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too much, you they know? They just wanted him to put his hands up, and he did it. Then that's okay. And know? then they shot him. Yeah, he ended up shot. But the other thing is there was another guy. Uh, uh, so there were three po- uh, police officers who responded. Is this One- be like a knock-knock joke or something? No. You got like three <laughs> people right, three. and it's all, you're setting it up. Is this real? Knock-knock. <laughs> no, it's, it, it was just... Is Bob so, Saget going to come out? Is this like a Saget Absolutely thing? not, unfortunately. So this one guy had his taser pulled. Mm. And he, so that seems to be the appropriate level of response if you have concern. Like, why did this one woman like pull out a guy. gun? Okay. So one has a taser, one has a gun. Mm. And the third person, I don't even think he had, I think he just had his hand on his weapon. Yeah. There was no need for shots to be fired. And... She said that he reached into his vehicle to get a gun. Cops was it, just get freaked out, and they fucking pull pull the trigger sometimes when they're not that good at what they do. Yeah, yeah, I, and I would agree. There's was there a gun in the car? Did they find a gun in the car? I don't know. Okay. Um, so far, they've not said anything about a gun in the car. Um, what what did happen though is they found. The officer said that she feared for her life because the guy was acting erratically. Yeah, that's not good enough. If the guy, no, if the exactly. guy had a gun or he was waving a gun, shit happens. Like that one yeah. in, in Baton Rouge, which looked tragic, and there was footage of it, but still it was like the report on the guy was he had a gun. He'd threatened somebody with a gun. The guy called the cops. So in, in that circumstance, it's like I find it hard to see what the cops can do, but it's better if they don't kill someone at any time but the fact is like if somebody has a gun that's one thing if in this case the person was found not to have had a gun then that's murder you can't just shoot people it's too it's too uh you know and it's understandable but it's it's not well i think i think what you're saying is we can't accept it because then we're all likely to maybe get shot too yeah and i mean i think things can be understood there can be reasons for things but at the same time when you just like kill somebody that that's (laughs) That's pretty extreme. You know, I, I'll never forget the first time I saw a guy got shot and killed. I was, I was on a date. This is like 93 in San Jose. Well, no, I, I'm just wondering which is rarer, you being on a date or you seeing <laughs> a guy get shot? It totally ruined the date. It was a bummer. But uh, we put, we, I, I, love I, that, I love that it ruined the date. It really did, man. It was totally like, it, it sucked because you're just kind of like, all right, man, this is back like, you know, when it was a lot of like I had to save money to like go out to a movie and like go to like a you know, Wendy's or whatever, you know, like a right. Denny's or something. It was like a big fancy, like, yeah. Friday night out in San Jose. You, you let her supersize. Like, things were going yeah, down. I was like, you can, get a, you, can get a, you can get an appetizer and a salad. Like, <laughs> I got 40 bucks on me, you know what I mean? And we're going to go see a movie afterwards. We're going to see Pulp Fiction or something. And uh, we pulled in to get some gas. And all of a sudden, like, I'm out. I'm filling the car up. And, like, like these cops just storm in. And this dude, like, runs and jumps underneath this car. And the cops, like, there's, like, ten cops, and one of them, like, 
bends underneath the car and is like, bat, 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 bat. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, holy wow. shit. Like, I was just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> fuck. You know, like, it was, like, it was crazy. And, uh, and I was like, oh, man. And I remember I got in the car and I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. And, and I was like, man, like, I can't believe they just shot that guy like that. Like, that's, that's insane. Like, they can't just shoot the guy's knees out. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Well, it turns out that this fucking crazy fucker like went down all like Winchester Boulevard. He had a bunch of lighter fluid and shit and like went into Burger King and lit the counter on fire and was going into store after store, like lighting shit on fire. Wow. So they got this report and they're like, dude, this guy's at a gas station. He's gonna blow up this gas Oh station. fuck, yeah. So wow. they, they shot him. But my point is, is like even a crazy guy like that, I was like, they could at least they could have just shot his knees yeah. out. You know what I mean? Like That's that's the other thing that I don't understand is why they don't Take more non-lethal shots. I think it's the training, dude. I like, think it is. Yeah, too. like you're, you shoot to kill. Like, when yeah. you, like if you pull a gun out, and Black, you could probably attest to this. You, you, you've been <laughs> in enough situation. You pull a gun out, like you better be ready. You use it for what it's designed for. You right. Know? You're not like going like I'm going to pull this gun out, dude, and shoot your foot. Right. right. No, you're going to blow someone away. I mean, and maybe that maybe there needs to be a, a cultural mental shift from that where we we shoot to maim. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I've come I, such I, a long way. Now we shoot to maim. Yeah. But I, we can proudly tell our grandchildren, you know, we shoot to maim. In, in our time, we shoot to maim. Yeah. But, but you know, again, like I've Ugh. never tried to shoot at someone, but I, when you try and shoot at a target that's stationary, and you try and hit it, and even if you're not pointed towards dead center, it's hard to hit the target. It's all, a- like. If it's a moving target, they teach you always. I'm in all the shows that I've seen. They they're always shooting towards the center. Because even if they shoot to the center, they might not hit. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You try to if you look at any target, they have like the center of mass. Exactly, that's where all your vital organs are. Yeah, it's like you know, you don't aim and try to be like, I'm going to shoot that guy's ear off. <laughs> you know, it, this is tragic. That's though, what man. the Boston bombers thought. They wanted to get the center of mass. <laughs> they did. You know? uh, <laughs> boom! Boom! boom. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so they um, she shot the 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 um crutcher and when after after that they did find in his car a vial of a substance that they thought was pcp they're testing it now that doesn't matter you can't shoot somebody for having pcp exactly even in tulsa oklahoma you can't do that yeah but having pcp definitely points to oops i was doing some kooky shit yeah i mean that's the thing like it's hard it's always hard when you're talking about criminal justice reform because you're talking about reforms for people who aren't necessarily model citizens. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about like, hey, how can we keep from killing somebody who's running around with lighter fluid trying to trying to hurt other people? Yeah, and, and, I mean, and, and so all we, it, but all we know, it, it, I, I, I sympathize a lot more with the cop than I did when I was a teenage drug dealer. Yeah, but, you know, when I was a teenage drug dealer, it was like, yeah, fuck all the cops. I hate them. They're trying to tell me what to do. I mean, now when I look at them and what they have to do, I think, hey, better them than me. I, I don't want to deal with with these people. These are the worst people to, to deal with. Right. And it's like and so when you talk about reforming that, you got to start with with where, you know, the baseline, which is that it's it's a fucked up scene. Well, and also, I mean, like you said, the guy that's lighting stuff on fire, he might just be on PCP thinking he's in a Black Sabbath video. You know what I mean, like he, he's completely disconnected from reality. You know right. what I mean? Like. But I, again, the whole model, the uh, motto of the police department is to protect and serve. Yeah. So, you know, a they have to protect citizens that are around and their fellow police officers. But this car was stopped like on a abandoned, like uh, on a side street. There was yeah. nothing around. And 
one person they didn't even Sounds try. Like she just like, got spooked, jumped the gun, and fucked up, which is like that's it's still murder. I mean, and it might you know there's there's varying degrees of to what degree it is it would be acceptable. Like if the guy made an obvious move for what looked like a gun, yeah, I you don't. Could, you can make an argument. Hey, that was a fucked up thing, and you got to get the whole story. If if what really happened was he put his hands up and he said, "I'm not doing anything," and he was reaching for his car. And 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 then he and he got shot. You know, it and sounds I, like she just kind of got got spooked. Is that it was right. a female? That, it, that, it, it was, it was uh, the female officer who shot. But the other thing too was his window. And don't go making your sexist jokes now, Mike. I know what you're <laughs> like. I know you're going to come in with some comment. But they're they're saying the window was rolled up, ah, so he shooters. couldn't have been reaching into the car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that sounds. Suspicious. Vicious. Well, I think Sounds you know, like she was scared. I think people get you know outraged when, when when people did the guy die. Yeah, is he, yeah, he's dead. He died. Yeah. Wow. So, so that, yeah, that that's very serious. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, and it seems not not justified. But if 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 there's, uh, I haven't seen the video footage, so I can't really talk intelligently about it. That you know. That's why, Mike. Next time, you got to have the big video feed, yeah. the satellite. We thing got the big CNN. TV. How do we? Yeah. Not, we got how this, do we this broadcast? huge TV here? We got we got headphones. This were you time. just going to paint stuff on it? Were you just going <laughs> to finger paint on this thing, dude? Mike? I'm a luddite, man. I don't know how to work these things. Well, like, next Whatever. time, next time we're going to have next time we're going to have the TV, and I'll be able to say, "Go to the seat." Well, I think this is the thing in a situation like this, and it's kind of what Black's kind of uh, you know alluding to is that you know if she messed up, she messed up. If she killed this dude, there should be consequences. I think right. what, what, yeah. what drives a lot of society crazy and why there's so many issues is that there it would appears there's a situation where people can just shoot people and there's really no repercussions. Like they right. get a couple of weeks off, and and no one should stand for that, and no one should accept that. You know, I mean, if I pull yeah, a gun out, if I pull a gun out in my house, someone's breaking in, I'm fully justified, and I shoot that person dead. I when I pull that trigger, I'm expecting to lose everything I have. Absolutely, I'm expecting like you know to be to be sued by people to give up everything, right? And it shouldn't be different. If, 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 you know, I'm sure most cops they realize like, if they shoot somebody, they could end up in jail. Like, they realize that, and 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 the, and these things have to be examined and looked at. And like Black said, I mean, if this chick got spooked and shot this guy, that's not just that's not a justified shooting. You know what I mean? Like like right. like if he had a hatchet and was like you know pulled up a baby's head out of his. Uh, Right. Bastard was like, ah, I'm the de-, you know, what I mean, like, right. and the PCP makes that more likely. When's <laughs> well, the last time you did PCP, Mike? That's what I wanted. Yeah, to know. I never did it intentionally, but boy, smoking that PCP, Doug, I, I got, I got crazy. Yeah. yeah well, uh, well, the other thing though is, uh, on our very first per- first episode of the podcast, we had this guy who was on Flocka, which was this crazy ass drug. He went around, he executed a family, and he was eating one of the family's face off. While he was um, eating, yeah, and um, the cops. It's very alternative. Yeah, black. yes, it's it's, it's a new it's a new drug thing, but it's like he, it's like a bath salts thing. You yeah, wouldn't yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah, so he 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 was eating this, and the cops didn't shoot him because they they said that he was uh, that they didn't know that the victim was deceased that he was eating or chomping the face off of. Hey, so, you, you just got to tell black to listen to episode one, bro. Yeah, you don't got to go over it all. But I'm I'm saying though, I'm there was go a lot back of and listen to everything now. But there was a lot of uh, uproar over this because he was white and right. just like I think we talked about. Well, a, look, I've like, always said white people are better face eaters. <laughs> I'm gonna, and I'm going to stick. By, racist, I'm going to stick by that. If that makes me a racist, so be it. White people eat faces better. Come on, <laughs> come on, give us something. All right. Well. well 
so, so this is kind of a developing story, Doug. I mean, it's it's uh, you know I th- I think that the it's just horrific, man. I mean, you know, like for for some dude to you know be bummed out, high on PCP, his his van breaks down in the middle of the street. He's already tripping out. He's like, "Are aliens abducting me? What's going on?" Next thing you know, you know, he's dead. He's it's, it's horrible, man. It's just- yeah, and and the other thing is, this guy was a prominent member of his church. He had uh, just he had been going to community college to kind of get his degree. Mm. His How family old said, was the guy? Uh, I think he was forty. Um, forty. So he was definitely trying to get like his his life all together yeah i mean even at that 40 isn't a very threatening age i can no. see being more threatened by people who are younger when some crazier shit might happen but like how threatened are you by a dude who's 40 with his hands up and yeah i don't right. know i mean it I, again you have to i'd have to see the footage i hate to i hate to be one of those people yammering about it when i when i don't know and but. you know i think the big thing is i mean since this is obviously kind of going under that bigger umbrella of police shooting i mean to me it comes down to training and the one thing i don't understand is like like that, the one there was a shooting a while back where like they pulled the guy over for like a broken tail light. Like it's like, are you telling me like with the technology we have, we can't like take a picture of his license plate, send him a ticket in the mail? Like we don't, yeah. like to me, if I was an officer of the law, it would be all about like de-escalating situations and avoiding any type of conflict you can. If you right, see, you know, even to the point where it's like if you see some guy like. Traffic stops are pretty ridiculous, and they're and they're dangerous for cops, and they're a pain in the ass for everybody else. Like it should be, you're you're absolutely right that they can. Like technology should be able to to to, to make cops have to like make half as less traffic stops as they do because right, right. the fact is when you pull some dude over, you don't know if they're crazy, and it's right, like just right. by going and pulling them over, you're escalating the situation with an unknown. So it doesn't surprise me that cops right. walk well, up with their hands on their yeah. guns. And it, right. Yeah, it puts them in harm's way, and, and I, I would rather they be less in harm's way. That way they won't shoot the rest of us. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm all for that. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're overexposed uh, by, by having to do stops and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, it should, but they're going to have to do stops when they think something's suspicious because that's, that's what they're there for, you know. So, so kind of going along with the same theme is mm. that the other story is uh, just happened in Charlotte um, and it happened about three and a half hours ago. So this is, again, another breaking story where that we don't know about that you don't know about. <laughs> wow. Black, you're just so you're. You're just technologically savvy, Doug. You're just, in there. You're you're you know what's happening. So I'm yesterday's news. So I'm three hours ago's news. A, a a father and daughter were in their in their car waiting for um a uh their son or their their brother to get off the school bus. So they're just going to pick him up from school, and the police were doing a, a felony, felony warrant on someone else. And for some reason, they approached the, his this daughter and father and daughter in their car mm. and asked the guy to get out of his car. Now, was um, this a black and white thing again? Uh, it was. So okay. this is who's, another who black. Was, who was black? Who was white? Uh, well, it was a white officer and uh, two black people in the car. Father and daughter were black. Um, and the father apparently, according to the cops, got out of the car with a gun. They told him to put the, the weapon down. He went back to his car. To put the weapon down? Apparently. I, well, it's, it's unclear. Sure. But then um, they, the, they shot him four times. This just him. happened? Just Today. happened. And it's really gut-wrenching because there's a 50-minute a, a video 
online from the daughter uh, streaming on her Facebook of everything that happened from that moment on. Mm. Um, and it's it's actually gut-wrenching to watch. Yeah, but I kind of wonder about that stuff in terms of, you know, prejudicing you. If you don't know, like, I, I can see why someone would do that because they want to immortalize this horrible injustice and maybe it'll do help them press their case or maybe it just helps them process what they're going through. I, I, I don't in any way, you know, I don't, I don't condemn the person who takes that video, but how much does it tell you about what actually happened? You it, know? it tells you nothing. I mean, the, the whole thing is you can't it really just, say. It just makes you very sympathetic with the person who's suffering the aftermath. Of right. It. That was how I felt about the one where the guy got, got shot. He told the cop that he had a gun. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the cops shot him anyway, and then, and then his girlfriend, who had a four-year-old kid in there, was Jesus. talking about it and saying, you know, hey, you know, you just shot this guy, and he, he, he told you that, that he had a gun. He wasn't going to do anything, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. That, uh, it, well, this guy, according to the family, he, had, he was reading a book on his lap, and they mis- somehow mistook a book for a gun. There was no gun in the vehicle. Um, they haven't reported that yet, though. But it, it sounds like the the other thing, too, is the reason he went back to the car is he's handicapped. And that's why the daughter drives him to pick up the, the their brother is because he cannot drive on his own. Mm. So it sounds extremely unlikely that this guy was trying to take on the cops at all. And this And this all started out as a case of mistaken identity. No, they? it didn't. They were they serving, went to the wrong car, right? No, they were serving someone else, and for some reason his car was closed, so they asked him to step away from the vehicle or move away. Or... But he wasn't even involved in the initial call. No. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, wow. so huh? Yeah, so they that I think that's the one I, I pointed to that just because then there was this other guy who um here and I'll pull that I didn't get a chance to pull that up. But um, we're, we're pulling nothing up. Yeah. So me and Black are right. sitting here. So there's... what if it turned out that the that the police, uh, you know. Well, anyway, go. So Sorry. then then there's another guy uh, called Christopher Craig, and he um, was literally in a uh, what they said, Afghan. He was wearing Afghan clothing with a mask on walking through an elementary school. And, like, walking through the playground, threatening, he'd already sent threatening notices to the to local papers saying that people were going to die. And he was walking across the campus in Utah. This also happened today. Wait, is this another story? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm told, okay, so this is story number three. You just, right. told, you just totally did a time warp on me. I'm uh, like, what? Yeah. But, but this guy, this guy is white. And... He's clearly threatening people. But he dressed up like an Afghan? Yeah. And he, I don't know. It was Does that just, count as white now? I mean, isn't that Middle Eastern? I mean, well, I, the, the guy was white. And mm-hmm. somehow they were able to end that situation with no one getting killed, even though this guy had threatened people's lives. So here you've got two people who were black, and they were in situations that could have been resolved somewhat without people dying. Yeah. And then you've got, and neither of them were, in what I would say highly threatening situations. And then you have this white guy in Utah who is clearly threatening people's lives. Well, there's only, somehow... there, wait a second, there's only white people in Utah. I mean, that's not, <laughs> right? I mean, there's, 
right? There's I mean, also <laughs> a lot of black cops and a lot of and a lot of Latino cops too. I mean, right. I don't know if they if the basic thesis here is, you know, it's unsafe to be a black person in America. I think you got to ask yourself a lot of other facts to see what backs that up. And personally, you know, if it's unsafe to be black in America, is that because you're you're probably going to get shot by a cop? I think realistically, if you look at the numbers, the answer is no. It's just that these cases stand out egregiously because they seem so unjust. So you think there were other people who were shot today who were white and they're just like, oh, it's not big news because. Probably. I mean, probably, be. you know, I, I, mean, I, I think that, you know, it seems like the. Uh... The number of people who cops shoot is small. It's minuscule. There's not that many. It's a couple hundred a year, man, that that are that are unarmed, and it's 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 you know maybe a thousand more that are armed, and I don't think that many people object when armed people get 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 shot. Depending. Yeah, it's just but, when they're. I I think the bigger thing is when they're not armed, right? And you have two options: a gun and a taser, and like in the the first, uh, what we were talking about before, you had two police officers, one with a taser sure. and one with a gun. And somehow the guy got shot, and he yeah. should have been tasered. Yeah, I, he should not have been shot. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I think he probably a lot shouldn't of it, have been tasered either. It yeah. sounds like the woman just, <laughs> just 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 lost it. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot there's a lot of things that uh, most people don't know. Like I like I I'm, I'm See, ignorant. Mike would say she was having her period or something, <laughs> but I wouldn't oh, suggest God. something like yeah. that because that's exactly the kind <laughs> of thing yeah, yeah. that he would start yeah. throwing around. But you know, I mean, like I don't know a lot about how police and, officers and are trained. You please, know? please feel free to send mail to Blag. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's easy found. But, you know, I mean, if I, I get a lot of mail, man, then, then you know, we got a whole new show. That's uh, excellent. What I'm saying response, response, right. response. If you even corner. got one letter, who sends letters anymore? You know what I mean? If you guys get one letter. You know who sends letters? People, like like the good people. The good, good people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the interesting letters. people. Yeah. People who are like, wow, all right, you got a stamp. You're, you know, people who are off the grid, man. Send us a letter, man. Yeah. I, you know, I, it, it seems like the, uh, you know, it's such a complex situation. I know you guys are going to be shocked, but I actually have a sociology degree from Santa Clara University. So I, I've, I've done a lot of uh, studying when it comes to, like, you know, racial bias and socioeconomic disparities and why ghettos become ghettos. And, you know, all the, the, the multiple factors that that uh, that go into to, to racial situations is, you know, I guess the thing with the current kind of uh, temperament of our country, it's just it's so black and white. It's so simplified, right. you know, and there's always more to any story or any situation. And it doesn't really seem like either side uh, wants to really, really hear it. Right. Know, no matter that, what it that is. That gets it's just, to the you know, essence of exactly how I feel about it is that, you know, without making any comment on the justice or injustice of any given police shooting, it's like I don't think police shootings have a lot to do with the state of of American, most Americans day to day, including black Americans. I, I, I think there's other shit going on. Right. You know? and I, I, Way I, bigger I, shit. And I think a lot of this Way stuff... bigger shit and a lot bigger numbers. There, yeah. There's a huge homicide rate in the African-American community, and almost none of them are cops shooting them. Right. So, I mean, it, 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 you know, depending on what you want to focus on, you can get deeper and deeper in this. What I've found is that just what what uh, what Mike said. It's identity politics that makes it impossible to talk about this stuff rationally. Sure. Because I mean, if you can't use the facts and the numbers and break it down that way, then you just get people saying, hey, you can't understand me. 
You don't understand people who've suffered in the way that I have, and they're correct. You can never exactly know how other people have suffered, but you can try and have empathy for them and make a society that works reasonably. But what's being asked now in the in the age of identity politics is like, you know, it's a it's a it's a weird little tightrope that white, you know, somebody like us, where it's white heterosexual men who are all the perceived dominant groups. We have to walk this tightrope because the idea is we're supposed to be more inclusive because of how things have been traditionally. But then all the other groups are supposed to be able to look at it like, hey, what about us? What about my specialty well, group? You know, and, and I think and so if you if you if you allow tribalism from one group, whether it's black people, Latino people or, you know, any you know Middle Eastern people, but you don't allow tribalism with white people because you call it acting like a white supremacist and perpetuating a, a bad system. Well, then you know you don't you you it's it, it's imbalanced. Either we can be tribal or we can't be tribal. I think it's better if we're not tribal. But you know, try telling that to somebody representing their interest group. That's an interesting point that you bring up because I know a lot of the uh, the language that's being used for, like, say, Black Lives Matter and stuff and. And a lot of the shirts that I see being made from from guys in Oakland and stuff, and I'm like, you know, that's those are the same phrases that a bunch of skinheads use. Like, it's like there's no there's no thought going into that, you know. Well, and, and 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 granted, you know, you can say, oh, you know, what do you know? You're just a white dude, and you know, you're right. I'm just a white guy, but just like I don't know your experience, you don't know my experience, you know. But, and and I think the other thing too is if you even take it to a step further, when you talk about historical oppression of people, right? Um, whether due to race or economics or whatever, you know, pick up a, a world history book, right? <laughs> You know, and, 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 and kind of, you know, thumb through it, thumb through the dark ages. You know what I mean? Thumb through, uh, you know, early civilizations. I mean, life is the brutal. histories of all the other countries. Yeah, it's, I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like people on the American left like to point up, and I think reasonably so, the injustices of America. But, you know, every country has them, you know, and so it, it makes it. It, it, it's naive to act like the other countries are being kinder. Sure. And I, uh, I had a personal experience like that. I went to Japan. And it's like in Japan, like they think if you're not Japanese, you're basically a filthy pig. Like, yeah. like, you're, like you're, a low, you're a lower form of human. <laughs> and they don't even call you like an American. They call you a foreigner. Like everyone's just a foreigner. And, and I remember yeah. talking to someone and they're like, yeah, they're like, dude, like America's crazy because it's like you have everyone over there, like different cultures. So, of course, you're going to have problems. You have like different races. And like to me, that's one of the things that makes this country awesome. It's like, you know, as much as I love Japan, I can never become Japanese. But guess what? If a dude in Japan loves America, he can become an American. Absolutely. Isn't there supposed to be some patriotic music going on? Yeah. You know, but, you know, <laughs> even with all the problems and all the issues, but, you know, and, and I've talked to people from Ireland, and, and they're always amazed at this country because they're like, well, of course you have, like, racial issues some and religious issues. Some of them speak English over there. <laughs> Barely, you know. And, uh, you know, and it, because there isn't a defined culture. There isn't a defined language. There isn't a defined you know, the, like nothing's defined as it is in other countries. You know what I mean? What, and, what I find interesting is that they talk about diversity in America. And the way it's discussed is basically, you know, the more we displace the sort of traditional ruling class of white people, the more diverse we're going to be and the more stronger a country we're going to be. But what you were describing about Japan kind of describes a more diverse world, but it's a more homogenous country. In other words, there's one country you can go to where it's mostly Japanese people. And I don't know that that's such a terrible thing or that it's such an affront to diversity. But we as Americans look at that as this affront to, to, to you know, diversity. Why can't you have everybody in your country? It's like, well, it won't be Japan anymore. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, we, we have given that away in our country 
in exchange for having this this great cultural melting pot of various cultures and it does make us better in a lot of ways but what's so hard to face is the ways that it makes us worse we don't want to face that because it's like oh it feels vaguely racist to face the ways but part of what it does is it really decreases democracy i mean you know what the average Japanese person wants based on the results of their democracy. You know what the average Scandinavian person wants, Danish person, Norwegian person, based on the results of their democracy. In America, man, the fix is in. It's such a, it's such a mess, such a polyglot of these, you know, divergent interests. People, one group of people looks at it like, I don't want to subsidize those people. They look different than me, mm. you know. That we've, it's really, like, damaged our political cohesion. America used to be a really politically cohesive place that could make up its mind. We're going to go invade Europe for it to get rid of the Nazis. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Sometimes the moves were really incorrect and wrong. But we had a we, we had a certain homogenous quality to us where, you know, we knew who our leaders were. That's broken down. That's fractured. And everyone says, oh, things are better now with more diversity. But I would argue they're better in some ways. And then they're worse in some ways. You well, know? and I think that's just, I mean, you know, not to get too, uh, you know, old and crotchety, but that's, you know, the things are, things change, things evolve, you know. And, and one of the things about America is that, you know, the, the one thing I've realized in, in my short life is that things will never be how they were five years ago. Like can, things continue to progress. Things continue to change. You either understand that or you become a person that's trying to, like, grab onto an anchor and, and recreate the 60s or the 50s or the 70s or the 80s, it's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? No matter how cool things were or how much things may have been better for the average person, it's like what we have is is, is what we have today. And right. it's just going to continue to evolve, better or worse, who the hell knows? But, you know, my, my thing is... As when, long as two for Tuesday endures. <laughs> I know, exactly. I'm like, hey. Mandatory Metallica. If that goes, you know, we're all going to hell. Get but, the lead out. Yeah, but my point is it's like, you know, th- I think that there's an ideal, right, in this country that we have. And we want to kind of uh, maintain that. And we want to, like, hold on to that. The fact is that's gone. Like, 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 like when, you, when, you, when you have something in your hand, it changes the minute you, you realize it. Things, things, things just progress like that. Well, but I would argue something even more crotchety that, you know, really we've lost something fundamental. Get off my lawn! Yeah, I mean, we've kind of lost our civic structure. And we've replaced it with more like a celebrity civic structure. You know, I mean, the cracks in the edifice were there. You know, Ronald Reagan, the guy who was like, gee, wasn't he a movie star a couple years ago? Now he's our president. And then it was, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, gee, this other guy got elected. No, we decided we didn't like him. We're going to install a a movie star. He probably knows things. Mm. Now we're looking at that with, with, with Trump. It's like I think the body politic has changed in a fundamental way. And again, you know, identity politics is a big part of it if you look at the democratic party it's like it doesn't stand for much except different identity blocks of people well you know what i mean it's it's not once upon a time it stood for working people writ large or the environment writ large with these big events now it really doesn't now it stands like okay 93 percent of people with black skin voted for obama you know, I mean, it's is is that really democracy mm. anymore when everybody's voting their 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 identity block? You know, some would argue, yes, that's the biggest version of democracy. Mm-hmm. I would say not really. You know, there's this civic ideal that we need to have and we've we've lost it. We've given it up, you know, and, it, and it's it's really I think it's changing things in a fundamental way. Well, I think you brought up something really important, which is celebrity. And that's our next story. 
Ah, <laughs> look at that guy. Segway. He's like, I'm tired of these old guys talking over That's there. Right. Doug Segway. <laughs> yeah. So, Doug Segway. Yeah. Pew. Let's go off in another Doug's direction. Doug's relatively old, too, though, Mike. You know what I mean? He's better looking. But I know. He's relatively old. Yeah. You look all great, right. by the way, Black. <laughs> My friend. You guys all look great. Let's just hug. Let's just have a moment where we all hug. I know. We can hug now, but let's go out and fuck strippers after. (laughs) Okay. You know what I mean? Or or that. Yeah. We aren't far from the strip club. So so Jim Carrey, I don't know if you remember last year, but he had a very tough year where his girlfriend passed away. Mm. Do you guys remember anything about that? No. What happened? So Jim Jim Carrey was dating this girl, uh, Katharina White. Um, and she committed suicide in September. Um, horrible. Yeah. So when, obviously, you know, suicide is terrible, but now he's getting sued. Um, and he's getting sued because. That's what people do? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, well, really. That's, why, Here, why, you had this tragic event. Let's sue you. Over. Right. Right. Exactly. So that's the immediate response that you have is, is that. You know, this per who hit her family. Her is looking, family suing him. Yeah, and okay. looking for money. Um, and that's what you'd, you'd say. But um, Jim Carrey knew that she had uh, issues and troubles, especially with drugs. Well, that's why she was good in bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Ooh. wow. Hello. Again. So, so uh, just right flag directly. <laughs> yeah. So, wait a second. So, so you're telling me, like, uh, basically, like, Jim Carrey, everyone knew this This chick had substance problems. It was on the edge. And so he was like, hey, what do you want for breakfast? Here's a, here's a bowl of cocaine. Like, this, <laughs> just was like Were they drugging drugs. together? Is that the accusation? Well, he, um, he had given her drugs. Um, and the drugs were he had acquired in a false name. Was, did he use the name Charlie Sheen? <laughs> <laughs> now, I can't remember exactly what the name was. but Neither can he. Yeah, um, but it was it was about three days before she passed away. He had gotten her like Percocet and some other drugs, and well, but did he get them for himself and she took them, or he, they were kind of doing them together? I mean, that's no, kind of hard to affix blame at that point if people are kind of doing shit together. And yeah, so it's hard to know what, right? I mean, yeah. So that's the the big thing is. Like what? At what point I mean, does Doug, he when have? You're it? sitting around doing hypnol with those Laotian stripper <laughs> girls down in in the. Uh, That's Sunday, there. but yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. So anyway, he. Uh, I mean, are you accountable for every jot and tittle of drug abuse they do? I don't think so. No, I. I well, the the problem becomes is when you know somebody has a a huge drug problem, and then you acquire drugs on their behalf to give to them. But he's probably a drug addict too. They're probably doing them together, right? Quite quite possibly. And I I would just love him that much more. I liked him ever since <laughs> living color. <laughs> so if he's doing drugs too, I'm down. I tend to think that it that if that if uh I mean that could be a, just a stereotype, but I tend to think that if if you're with someone who's doing a lot of drugs, like a lot, to the point where you're going out and getting them drugs off the record, you're probably you're probably doing them. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the fake name that he used was Arthur King. Nice. Yeah. Wasn't he like a tennis player or something? Mm. I mean, to really ask me if this whole thing was worthwhile, I'd have to know what the sex was like between the two of them. All right. Well, we'll find out, and then we'll get back. We'll have a follow-up. <laughs> we'll do a follow-up. D- so, Doug, what, so what is the, so the family saying basically, like, you, you basically poisoned our daughter to death? She would have yes. been fine without you. Mm. Well, no, that, that 
he knew that she had uh, a drug addiction. She's she making not... the, they're making the point, which is proves his innocence, right? Right. They, she had a drug addiction. So so did he. Probably that's why they got together. And and that's what Carrie, uh, Drew Carrie, or uh, Jim Carrey. Drew Jim Carrey has his own thing. Drew Carrey Let's has his make own a thing. Deal. Jim Jim Carrey said basically. Do you think Drew Carrey had sex with this girl before they did drugs together? Quite possibly. So maybe that Drew, maybe that Drew was the problem. Jim, yeah, because that, <laughs> that's got to be hard on a woman. So so um, he basically said, um, "This is a this is a very troubling event. It was a very tough time, um, and that these people are profiting, trying to profiteer off of a tragic event." How long were they together for? I have no idea. Were they just like boyfriend girlfriend? Here, let's see. Yeah, he he was with uh, old McCarthy, the uh, oh yeah, the, yeah Jenny McCarthy, the, yeah yeah yeah, the, the autism, autism and vaccination. Uh, so he started dating her in 2012. 2012, so that's like a four like, year relationship. Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, it seems like if I was with a chick for four years and like she died, like I, you know, I might like kick down the family something just because like hey, you know, like I don't know if I was Jim Carrey and he had like unlimited money, right? You uh, do that, Black? Uh, do you do that? I mean, like, yes, you, know? you you might want to kick them some money, but you might not want to be told in court that you have to kick them some money. I mean, I don't know. I, I like if they were I close, you know what I mean? Like, for, you know, you're with someone for four years, you become friends with their family. It's like, uh, you know, you're, you're you're grieving. Right. It doesn't you sound give like money. That's I, mean, you don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. You, don't I don't know. Money. you pay maybe, for the services, right? Or maybe you set up a charity in behalf of her for yeah, people who have similar. Drug, drug addiction. Uh, drug, yeah. yeah. Like, like if pe- people have old drugs and the, the uh, expiration dates come up, they can send, they can send them there. Jim Carrey, yeah. <laughs> and then he'll distribute them to his new past love women. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's, I See, know, that's know. what I was expecting, Doug. Right. You, the, the impresario, the, the entrepreneur of this group, constantly surrounded by a gaggle of hot-ass oh, babes at your upscale bars. And then... I come down here and it's like it's you, me, and no name. Yeah, there's no booze. What a no disappointment! Drugs. Yeah, there's no <laughs> naked women. Well, Mike, Mike isn't drinking anymore. That's Is right. that right? So, straight edge, wow. man. Straight he's, edge. He's he's straight look edge. fabulous. That's why. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I, eat, I eat salad now. It's yeah, great. kale, kale, kale so salad. Keeping you regular. You're shitting and pissing. And, yeah, man. Yeah, you know. Wonderful. Well, this is going to be probably one of our our most hearty, like Your most wholesome, wholesome episodes. Podcast ever. Wait, yeah. What do you expect when you got Blag the Ripper in the house, man? Absolutely. I try and keep it clean yeah. for the kids, man. Yeah, there's you lessons know? to be learned. There's knowledge to be gained. I mean, that that's what Blag. Uh, and listen, Jim is. Carrey, I'll take your leftovers, whatever you got. I bet. I bet. You know, what I mean, if you're going <laughs> yeah. out with a new girl now, and you get you get sick of her, holler at me. Yeah. Or or uh, oh, I thought you wanted him to send you some drugs, like, or just say <laughs> some expired, dope. Yeah. Expired I mean, drugs. Yeah, I could make up for for. Uh, or yeah. sorry, Andrew King. I got, I got a question, Black, because you're talking about Jim Carrey. Do you know, are there any, like, kind of, like, famous movie stars that are fans of the dwarves? Like, like, do you have on record, like, like what if Jim Carrey's like, oh, my God, dude, like, I love the dwarves. I don't know if Jim Carrey knows this, but we're in that movie, uh, um, Me, Myself, and Irene. Irene. There's, a, there's yeah. a bit where he's, like, pounding on the, on the dashboard of his car, and he's singing along to our song, Motherfucker, and he's actually singing the lyrics. So at some point he had to... Hear it, and see yeah. it. I don't know that it made any impact on him. I would love, I would love to think so. You well, know? maybe he's listening to the podcast. And yeah, he'll reach out. I, I, I would love it if there were a lot of famous people who were dwarf fans. But even more to me is when it's like a teenage girl and she's just learning to masturbate. Yeah, she's a dwarf. <laughs> That's more important. Yeah, that for me is what I got into this business. That's what for, it's about. You know? right. Famous people is great because that can lead 
to the more important. Yes, they're they're, in, they're influencers. Yeah. They're influencers. That's right. In- I, I just wondered, like, if you knew, like, for like, you know, if you could name drop, like, as a matter of fact, dude, I know for a fact that like Brad Pitt is a Dwarfs fan. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't compromise them. But let me just say. <laughs> that's the thing. They probably are. They're just that's afraid right. to admit it for the right. repercussions. Are, that's right. And I wouldn't want to ruin their careers by besmirching them with the name The Dwarves. But I will say this. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yes. baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. She's well. all about the fucking Dwarves, man. She's Excellent. all over it. She's got a little bow and arrow aimed right at my heart, dude. That's uh, right. You know what I'm saying? Sweet. So I, I think that wraps up another excellent episode. So fast. Podcast 7. It went too damn quick. It My did, love for it, you knows no boundaries, Mike, it, Doug. It, well, you're always welcome back. Dude, we got to do this. I feel the electric, the chemistry in this room, man. It's crackling. <laughs> it's definitely crackling. It's crackling. Crackalacking. Crackalacking, flackling. All right. <laughs>